Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Before we dive into today's episode, make sure if you are not already in my insiders community on my email list, um, I don't email often, I usually email when there's a new episode, so once every two weeks at this point of this recording, um, but we have some really exciting workshops coming up that are going to be relevant for both individuals as well as professionals who want to better support people in behavior change. So I'm partnering with my awesome colleague. We got some cool stuff um, in the works up our sleeves, and so the only way to know about it is to make sure that you are on the email list. So you can either go to drhondorp.com forward slash journal. That's a way if you want to grab our free hunger and satisfaction journal. This is just a simple three-day journal that you could use to kind of check in with your body. It's going to guide you through kind of checking in with hunger and fullness. You can also use something like this with a client or someone that you're working with if you want to kind of get them started on some tangible guidance on what this non-diet type approach really looks like. And um, if you download that, then you will automatically be put on the email list and we'll know for when future offerings are available. Also along that line, if you want to just go to my website, drshawnhondorp.com, you may also just click on the button, join the community or sign up now, and then I'll get you on our email list. And before we dive into the full content of today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog are for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for any form of professional treatment. If you are in need of a professional, please find one. You are worth it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode 92 of the Motivation Made Easy podcast. And in this episode... I am going to share more about my journey of podcasting and entrepreneurship. I'm going to share where I'm at now and what I have learned so far. Um, And it's, uh, I I really did want someone to come on and interview me for this episode because I find the solo episodes of this podcast, you may have noticed I do a little bit fewer of them lately. Um, They're a little challenging for me to just speak into a computer screen, but um, we're going to do kind of Q&A style, and I'm going to ask myself some questions that you might want to know and uh, answer them. So, 
Yeah, I, I realized it's been over two years since I started the podcast. I started that in February 2021. And um, prior to that, I actually started this blog uh, September 2019. So I've been regularly blogging some 2019. I think for both of them. No, I think with the blog, I started every other week and then went to weekly. And for the podcast, I started weekly. And I was like, this is too much. So I went to every other week. But um, prior to a little bit prior to that, I had we had had our second kiddo right before the COVID shutdown, COVID uh, a couple months before the COVID shutdown happened in March of 2020. As you all know, I put notice in at work, uh, had a six month notice that I gave and then left in December of 2020. And, um, you know, people say that owning a business and having kids is really the ultimate self growth journey. And um, I would also add to that list, being a therapist, being a good therapist, and, you know, living through a global pandemic, we could put that in there too. So this uh, has been a heck of a growth journey for me. And uh, I tend to kind of dive into things head first and I'll just, I'll figure it out. Well, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot. So I'm going to answer some questions in this episode. I'm going to answer questions like, why did I start my business? What are some mistakes that I've made? And there are a ton, so I won't cover all of them, but I'll cover some. Uh, What have you learned about growth mindsets from entrepreneurship? What about from parenting and client work? Uh, Learned a lot and feeling good about that. So I'm going to share some of that with you. I'm also going to share how growth mindset applies to, you know, most things, but um, how it specifically applies to the eating and weight journey where I see folks get tripped up with that and um, what, what I'd recommend. We're going to talk a little bit about unconditional worth and we're going to talk a little bit about rest and um, just things that I wish I had known sooner that I would like to share with you. So settle in and let's get started. Also, if you are a therapist, dietitian, or any form of a helping professional, this could be a physician assistant, an NP, a coach, a physician, anyone, a physical therapist uh, or physical trainer, personal trainer, uh, anyone looking to learn more about the best ways to support, motivate, and empower your clients, I'm really excited to announce that I've teamed up with my longtime friend and colleague, Dr. Sapna Doshi, to create a workshop just for professionals who want to come together, learn from one another, and help learn the most effective tools to empower our clients to really navigate the nuance that is the eating and weight struggle. Our goal is to help you feel more empowered to build self-trust in your clients and also have a community of professionals that you can connect with and feel um, that you can share struggles with, share what's worked, and feel like people that you can ask all the questions and you won't be worried about, you know, offending people. Because, um, you know, Sapna and I have shared in the last couple episodes that we see a lot of polarization in the health care space, the health space, and um, we think it does more harm than good, even though we understand it. So Sapna and I will be sharing personal experiences, the models we've found most useful, and uh, creating a space of connection and, you know, shame-free 
space where you can ask all the questions without fear of judgment. I'd like you to imagine us all hanging out. For whatever reason, the image I get is a bookstore co coffee shop and just sitting in those comfy couches and learning together. So you won't want to miss it. Um, and make sure that you go to the show notes and sign up. Um, it's Friday, this Friday, if you're listening to the episode when it comes out. April 21st, so Friday, April 21st from 12 o'clock p.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And um, it's just an hour via Zoom. The cost is $45. It will not be recorded just so that that safe space truly can be um, truly can be the case. So we hope that you join us. Um, the sign up is in the show notes. And if the date has passed, make sure you sign up in another link in the show notes or go to drhondorp.com forward slash workshop to be notified about future offerings that we have for anyone in a helping profession. So we plan to have a lot more to come for that. So stay tuned and make sure you sign up for that so you can be the first to know. And if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me via email at support at drshawnhondorp.com. And um, I'd be happy to talk to you, see if it's a good fit for you. Um, or I'd love to know what other topics you're most excited to learn about because we're we have a lot in the works, um, and that's a little bit what I'm going to talk about here today. I feel super excited about this direction. It feels right for me um, and kind of my just what I love to do. And, um, but I also need to know from you, what are the things that are most helpful? So feel free to reach out. I'm always open to a conversation with you. So without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. All right. So like I said, I'm going to do Q and A with myself and, um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. I think it'll, I think it'll be better than me just answering the questions because, it was just a little too last minute to get someone to come on. So anyways, so first question, why did you start this business? So I initially started the blog back in September, 2019. That was when I was still working full time in a large healthcare system. And I really felt strongly that there's a lot of things that ways that we do things in the traditional healthcare system when it comes to eating and weight and bodies that are, you know, ineffective, harmful, if nothing else, counterproductive. And um, so, yeah, I started writing. I started blogging. Um, back then I was, I actually have been thinking about going back and have, making some of those blogs into podcast episodes because I would basically just share what I was learning. So I did a plant-based nutrition certificate at Cornell and I was learned some pretty shocking things about um, associations with disease risk and uh, standard American diet, which may or may not be shocking to you. Um, but I started blogging about that. I started blogging about my own. I remember when I first posted, uh, I think it was a three-part series about my own journey with intuitive eating and the non-diet approach. It was, uh, it was terrifying. I was so nervous about it. Um, but it's interesting in just a few years now sharing that is so second nature. And I'm just like, yeah, I struggled with binge eating and chronic dieting and that struggle for many years. And it's just a fact. So it's interesting how uh, I, I've shared this before, but I had 
I really didn't have shame about the fact that I struggled, but I had a lot of fears and shame about sharing it as a professional since psychologists were really trained to mostly not share about ourselves, which I think, you know, has pros and cons. And I think that that, um, you know, certainly in a therapy relationship, I don't want to be spending my whole uh, 50 whatever minute session talking about myself. Um, That would not be ideal at all. But um, stories are powerful, and you know I think what we what we know now is that stories and um, you know putting together what I believe strongly is putting together data from research with real life human stories is uh, is essential because research has a ton of flaws. I love research, but it has a ton of flaws. It has a ton of biases. There's a lot of people excluded from research, and um, so we have to we have to look at the humanness too. And so the, you know, the blog has definitely evolved. Um, I mean, even back then I was like, maybe I can make this make money. And I don't think, I mean, business and marketing is not my strength. Uh, So I've struggled with that and, you know, helping, figuring out ways to, to make things make money. But that's another piece that I've had to have some grace with myself for, but also, realize that there's just more to learn in that area and that ties into the growth mindset that we'll we'll talk about in a moment okay next question (laughs) it would have been cool if this was like actually from questions that you guys would want to know but um hopefully these are questions you want to know so next question is a big one what are some of the mistakes you've made along the way and i had to say some because there have been so many and I don't think I, I don't think I'm someone who's it's not like I've gone through life without failure per se. I've definitely like gone through some things that felt like pretty major failures in grad school. I can think of one major one where I didn't match for a practicum one year that felt like a pretty big failure. I tried out for the Michigan State dance team, didn't even make the first round one year, like that was that hurt. Um there's other failures as well but um i think the between parenting and having a business and trying to navigate this online business world there have been so many failures i think that the main one that i regret the most and that i did not realize i was doing is buying into hustle culture and focus on productivity and numbers. I I have, you know, I think like many of us, but I, I can really get caught up in that sometimes. Um, like years ago when we were first like doing a budget at home, I got like too, too rigid, too obsessive about budgeting and numbers. And that's not a problem for me now, but I think I was in some trainings that were really trying to not be hustle culture, but they really were. Um, And I had some really wonderful interns. I still have one now, but I had multiple cohorts of interns. And I I just, I think I took on way too much. And I think since I expected so much of myself, I expected so much of them. And I think that's the main thing I have a lot of regret with is sort of creating a culture that said they weren't hustle culture, but I really was. And I think I had really high expectations and I've shared this with the interns and, you know, learned and grown from it. But I think there's pain there because 
I didn't want to contribute more to hustle culture. Um, the other mistakes I made, I mean, I have a lot of mistakes related to leadership, um, but difficulties with delegation, difficulties with truly learning how to be super clear and what I was looking for um, and and asking for help and empowering people to set them up for success, giving them enough information and permission to get the thing done in a way that also gives them autonomy and control. And that's, um, that's a nuanced thing. I think it's a really, it's a skill that I probably will always work on just like we're talking about growth mindset, right? It's not a skill you have or don't have, but it's not a skill that I had ever really had a chance to practice. There weren't a lot of places in my life where I was delegating things because at my other job, I did things all myself. I would see the client, write up the report, write up the note, um, do all of my own billing. And, um, you know, some, well, that's not true. Some of the billing was done in the back end, some of that, but it was the delegation was done for me is my point. And so those are two areas that I probably have the most regret with. Um, I think the other main mistake that I made was just getting convinced that working a lot of hours was going to get me what I wanted um, without quite enough reflection. And I, I think that, you know, it's a mistake and I kind of did have to go through it. So relatively quickly, I was overworking, gosh, probably April of my first year of my business. And then since that time, I've been overworking less and less and less and less. And it's felt better and better and better. I felt more efficient. I felt more aligned. Um, and uh, yeah, super grateful for that. What have I learned about growth mindset from entrepreneurship? What about parenting? What about from client work? I mean, so much. Um, what I've learned about growth mindset, and I should pause here and do my little definition. I actually looked up, so I've been, uh, partly I, I've mentioned before that I'm in a parent coaching program where I have a parent coach who helps me with parenting, um, but it's kind of like a life coach, I would say. Um, it's in a group, but she talks a lot about growth mindset, but I was like, well, I have not read the growth mind. What's the book? Carol Dweck is the, um, from Stanford wrote, talked about growth mindset 30 years ago. Um, and she has a book related to, I think it's called growth mindset. So the initial definition I found is this, uh, growth mindset is based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through effort or through your efforts. Although people may differ, in every which way and their individual initial talents and aptitudes interests or temperaments everyone can change and grow through application and experience so i mean this is it's interesting i read this definition i'm like oh that's not really what i was thinking the way i think about growth mindset um is you know this idea it, it, it is focusing on the process and the growth versus the outcome, which I've said for a long time is really important. I think when it comes to health and a weight journey, like to focus on the growth that occurs versus the outcome, because we don't always have control over the outcome. Um, I do think that there's a better, well, I can't find my other quote that I found, but um, 
Oh, yeah. And this, you know, individuals who believe their talents can be developed through hard work, good strategies, input, input from others, have a growth mindset. They tend to achieve more than those with a more fixed mindset. So those who believe their talents are innate gifts or the others' talents are innate gifts. Um, and so there's a lot of data to show that having a true growth mindset is helpful for growth and achievement. It's helpful for mental well-being. Um, it's helpful. It's really what I would like my kids to aspire to. Um, and we really can't teach what we don't work on ourselves or embody, or it's very hard to teach that if you're not actively working on it. Um, and I think that what I've learned is that, you know, truly failures, you know, I've had failed launches or things that did not go nearly as well as I had planned they would go, um, is just that it's okay. Um, the urge to have everything all figured out and to be able to predict and control what happens um, is very normal. And to want to be I mean, a lot of it does come down to perfectionism, which, you know, I think perfectionism, I'm someone who wouldn't identify with that anymore. I don't want to be a perfectionist. I know it's kind of bad, um, but it is still, if we're honest, it's when we make a mistake and we label ourselves as bad. Um, so I guess I could just take, like, business. I, I guess if I'm like, uh I didn't, I have not reached my goals, let's say, this is true, I have not reached my goals in terms of growing my email list, um, and even growing the podcast, even though lately I've focused on just enjoying the podcast, <laughs> I've just worried less about growing it, um, then I could say, I'm not good at this, I'm, I'm not meant to do this, right, I'm not good at marketing, I can't handle this, uh, I can't afford to pay somebody, so I'm just stuck. Like, that would be fixed mindset. Another one that comes up a lot for me lately is parenting. Um, I want to do everything right for my kids, um, and I can't. And I'm going to mess up, and it's a very humbling experience because <laughs> I want to show up for them in moments when they are distressed, let's say, from a grounded place. I want to be able to be there for them and not take what they're saying personally, even when they're saying things like, I hate you. And like, I want to be able to show up for them. And there's no perfect parenting and you're never there. Like you're always going to be working and they're always going to be pushing you in different ways. And for someone like me and for like many of us, that's frustrating because you're like, well, I just want to be there so I can be protected against feeling bad, feeling shame. And it doesn't work like that. And so there's a lot of freedom in the growth mindset versus fixed, but um, it's not natural. And we always fall back into old mindsets because we were conditioned with fixed mindset. We were conditioned to believe the outcome mattered most. We were conditioned to believe that, you know, for 
for better or for worse, many of us were conditioned accidentally to believe that there was something wrong with us when we were not getting the feedback we wanted or even as a kid, if we weren't feeling the way we wanted to feel as a kid or supported, we would say we are bad and we are wrong. And so I think there's a lot here. And I think that, you know, you're never, you can work towards a growth mindset and we'll talk about ways to do that. Um, but it's, you're never there. That's the whole thing <laughs> about it. You will always still, there will be another level to unlock. This is the, I like um, my parent coach mentioned like these these growth opportunities or these things that challenge us open up another level that we're able to unlock of the Sean video game or the your whoever you are video game right and so when we stop and I we can fight it and we can get frustrated with it and that's fair and I've been there I'm like I'm done with growth I'm tired of growing um, that's fine and uh, it's okay to stop pushing yourself. It's okay to let yourself rest. And that's another thing that truly has been crucial for me is truly, I probably in the last maybe year have, I mean, I knew how to rest. It's not like I never relaxed because I did. Um, I have lots of things that I love doing and I do let myself relax, but in the last year, I think I really, truly allowed myself to relax at times and have true downtime without the lingering in the back of my head, you should be doing this. And um, that was pretty revolutionary for me and it's building up more self-trust. And um, I will say that I have some episodes coming up soon, uh, diving in more into internal family systems therapy I have found it personally incredibly useful, and um, so I'm going to be sharing more of that with you. So some of the ways that I've made these um, strides is I've started to learn to appreciate the parts of me that work really hard and, and always want to accomplish the next thing, or even the parts of me that are really self-critical um, because they play an important role in protecting me, And um, but I've in developing a relationship and understanding these parts of me, it's helped me to shift into when I am resting. And the part of me that wants to do is like, you really should be doing your podcast. Um, I'm able to understand that that part of me is trying to keep me safe. And I'm able to get curious about the intention of that part. And I'm able to reassure it. Like I hear what you're saying and I got, we got this, like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. If we, you know, do the podcast a little later this this month or we take a break like giving myself a lot of permission there but just reassuring that part especially that I'm like I got this I got this covered um and yeah there's gonna be more to come on I almost talked about internal family systems in this episode because I do think it has an incredible amount to offer um, but I have someone I'm interviewing next week about it. So I'd rather talk to the expert first before I, you know, and then I'll share more about what I'm learning as we go. See growth mindset. So, so, uh, I want to talk too about how does growth mindset apply to the eating and weight journey? And uh, you may not be surprised to hear that it applies in a lot of ways. The most common fear, I would say, probably the most common fear that I get 
is when people are afraid of failure related to making a change to their eating, you know, yes, weight and weight loss, like following, let's say weight loss surgery. I think that's really common. Um, people worried about what this looks like because it's so different and so new. Um, but really anything like fearing, fear, fearing failure with doing a, an intuitive eating approach makes a lot of sense. And again, if we think about fear of failure, it makes a lot of sense. It's coming from a part of ourselves that wants to protect ourselves from feelings of shame, feelings of disappointment, feelings of grief if things don't work out. Um, so all of that really makes sense. And I think we can work to, instead of hating ourselves or that part of ourselves for fearing failure, um, understanding it and understanding it comes from a really good place. So when, if you notice having a fear of failure, again, I would urge you to consider noticing, noticing how you feel towards that part of you and seeing if you can't shift towards a more curious mindset and truly listen to that part of you and listen to what it is trying to do and what it would, is afraid would happen if it didn't send you these messages of fear of failure. And just learn and, and kind of go from there. And building that relationship, again, I do not think you're going to regret it, but just know that if you have that fear of failure with the eating and weight journey, it's incredibly common because many of us felt like, see, I'm doing it wrong. Look, I keep failing. I keep dieting and regaining weight. I keep relapsing to old binge restrict patterns. I, I'm failing. I'm doing it wrong. When at least when it comes to weight loss in the traditional sense, the way we tell people to just lose weight by cutting calories, you know, the vast majority of people fail. So we have to look at the system. And so I would certainly have put myself into that category many years ago. Um, and so of course there's, there's that fear. And, um, if you have experienced any form of shaming in the medical system, or if you're just in a larger body and you've seen other people be shamed, like that fear is, it's real, it's primal. It goes against our sense of belonging and, um, it's, it's trying to keep you safe and, um, but being able to listen to it and then tune into yourself and, and develop that trusting relationship with yourself where you are able to make the choice that's best for you, right? So the, whether that means trying something new, you know, in the eating and weight space, I think there's a lot of fear for a lot of people of trying something new and different. Like, I don't want to have a diet mentality, um, but I want to try some increase structure to my, not even increase structure, but I want to make some changes to my eating, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid of falling back into old mindsets. So if you can connect with these different parts of you that are afraid, um, it can really help you to feel more empowered on that journey. And the other question I wanted to at least touch on is how does all of this tie to unconditional self-worth? And, um, still to date, one of the most, I mean, I've had a lot of impactful episodes, but I had, um, Dr. Adia Gooden on the podcast and we talked about unconditional self-worth. Um, she has an incredible Ted talk. So if you just search Dr. Adia Gooden Ted talk or unconditional self-worth, she also has an incredible podcast. Um, 
it's it's a very for many of us foreign concept that we just have self-worth just for being just for being we don't have to do anything to earn it we just and that can actually for many parts of ourselves that are really into doing like i have lots of like parts that are pretty into doing <laughs> that's how the workaholism kicked up uh two years ago it can be a very foreign and even offensive concept like what you just get to be worthy just for being uh yeah that is what inc- unconditional self-worth is you deserve to be alive to be loved and cared for and to take up space to just to be um and this is you know very counter to most of the messaging that we get and also can feel really unsafe especially especially if there's real barriers to if you slow down right you don't make enough money and food i mean there's a lot going on so i'm not you know there's that um but knowing like you are worthy just as you are regardless of how much success or external outcomes you have achieved so yeah i would definitely recommend exploring if some of these concepts resonate with you they're core for most humans um you know most of us were not conditioned this way and then all of us have our own unique ways that we've been pulled out of feeling unconditionally worthy or feeling like we can lean into growth mindset and lean into failures and and be excited about them so some ways that I would recommend working on these things and some of the ways that I found really helpful. Um, number one, I'm trying to think. Yeah, number one has to be finding communities where it's safe to explore this. Now, communities can be a small community. It can be with a therapist um, where you can feel safe to be fully honest about things you're afraid of, things you're ashamed of, um, and and someone who is able to celebrate failures with you and and allow you to grieve what didn't work out and also realize that you're going to get a lot out of them. Maybe at some point, probably beyond the scope of this episode, but if you've ever heard of the butterfly metaphor, I found this really helpful in my journey recently. And it's all about the different phases of the butterfly. And um, it's it's super cool. It's just a natural life cycle. And it, it really applies to cycles that many of us go through. But a lot of times we don't think of ourselves and our lives as going through cycles. But that would be, that's because we're just like, we got to keep going. Go, go, go. We have to keep going. Versus allowing ourselves phases where we slow down, where we get gooey in the cocoon and and then we start to build back up we start to dream and then we start to struggle and and push against the cocoon and uh and start to fail and yeah and and then we eventually fly but we're gonna go through that phase a lot of different times so that was my mini mini butterfly metaphor um that's another thing that i've learned from my parent coach that i find very very helpful model um and and from that 
parent coaching community that I'm in is where probably the most place where I'm constantly getting messages about the value of, you know, learning experiences and, and learning from failures and knowing that you have a safe place to show up and be like, I, for that specific, although we talk about other things in that community too, like I totally don't like how I showed up for my kid in this moment and I want to be better and being able to share all of it without feeling shame um, and having those safe spaces is probably the very best thing. Um, You know, certainly also listening to podcasts, I would imagine the growth mindset book is quite good. Um, But people that are working on this and people that are moving away from that true, you're either successful or you're not um and moving into appreciating the phases of our life where we might be growing internally but we can't see it externally i think that that's um you know as a as a therapist i am it's really easy for me to see that in my clients and i do point that out to them when i see it because it's hard for them to see it and it's you know even as i reflect on my growth over the past several years, you know, I think my fixed mindset's like, yeah, but I don't have a thriving podcast or a thriving online business yet. And, um, but deep down, I know that that's less important. It's way less important than all the painful growth and lessons that I've learned. Um, and, and I'll say too, that, you know, the, the things, the challenges that I've faced and the, the, the things that I've realized where I was failing. Um, also, yeah, with my kids, with my husband, um, I have sought specific support. I've sought, I mentioned in a previous episode, like finding a therapist that was a really, truly good fit um, to really help me where I was at. And it took several phone calls that we talked about that in the how to find your health journey dream team episode. And, um, you know, that is, that is work, but that is in terms of what I wish more people knew about these topics is that you just will never regret investing in yourself in that way. Um, and if, if therapy or if your supports are not feeling right to you, um, we talked about this in the, the other episode, like have the up, have a conversation about it and see if you can't shift it. But if you can't trusting that and saying like, yeah, I'm going to find someone else who's a better fit for what I need right now. Um, because yeah, I would say good support and, and support of people that are actively working on this is the number one thing. So I hope that this was interesting to you. Let me know <laughs> if I don't hear from you, I'll assume it was not. Uh, no, but seriously, I, I think that, um, I mean, I, and perhaps if I had someone asking me questions, I would have shared more, but I think I shared a lot, um, about, if you're struggling right now, I think so many people are struggling. And I think as someone who can get overwhelmed by the pain of others, I think I've started to feel less overwhelmed by that and know that like as a world, as a nation, we are all, we're growing through, going through a tremendous 
shift and a period of growth for so many of us and growth is uncomfortable and I hope that we can all continue to show up with kindness for one another show up kind with kindness for ourselves and uh yeah I, I think I think it's essential and so I will end on that note um and thank you for being here it's it's been fun and just as a final reminder, if you are a therapist, dietitian, or helping professional, make sure you sign up for our workshop. It's, um, it's going to be good. So sign up using the link in the show notes. It's on this Friday, April 21st. And make sure, again, if you don't sign up for this one or you can't make this one, no worries. Make sure you sign up at drhondorp.com forward slash workshop to be noted, uh, notified about future offerings. So there will be future ones for professionals. There may be also some future ones for non-professionals too. Um, so just make sure you're on my email list one way or another. So you will be the first to know. All right, everyone have a great day. And before we finish today's episode, I have a really quick message from a special guest, my daughter. Please review from a mom's podcast. Make something from my mom's podcast please thank you thank you for tuning in today your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here despite the title of this podcast many of our topics are not always easy change is hard and let's face it life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable that's why i'm grateful grateful for you and your willingness to listen learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.